Second Samuel. Good morning. Second Samuel chapter six. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this short time this morning to open your word. We thank you for your word. Help us to learn a little bit more today and grow a little bit more today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're in Second Samuel chapter six, and I'll read it, and then I'll read the, the parallel p- verses in uh, First Chronicles. Second King, uh, Second Samuel, chapter six. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, thirty thousand, and David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, <clears throat> to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name the Lord of Hosts, who dwells between the cherubim. So they set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments of fir wood, of harps and string instruments, and tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom, and that all belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And so it was, when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. And David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household, and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, as one as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michael, It was before the Lord, who chose me instead of your father and all of his house, <laughs> to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore I will play music before the Lord, and I will be even more undignified than this, and will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore Michael, the son of Saul, uh, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. And then uh, in First Chronicles 13, there's two passages, 13 and 15. 
This is First Chronicles 13. Then David, this is the parallel passage, and David consulted with the captains of thousands and, hundred, and hundreds, and with every leader. And David said to the assembly, to all the assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it's of the Lord our God, let us send our brethren out everywhere who had left in all the land of Israel, and with them to the priests and Levites in their cities and their common lands, that they may gather together to us, and let us bring the ark of our God back to us. For we have not inquired at it since the days of Saul. Then all the assembly said that they would not, that they would do so. For the thing was right in in the eyes of all the people. And then uh, it mentions names, dropping down to, well, it's pretty similar to what's read in Second uh, Samuel 6. So if we jump over to First Chronicles 15, I'll read portions of that. So this is uh, verse 1 in First Chronicles 15. This is the the second time that they go back to bring the ark, when they bring it from Obed-Edom's house. To Jerusalem. Verse 1. David built houses for himself in the city of David and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one may carry the ark of God but the Levites, for the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of God and to minister before him forever. And David gathered all Israel together at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place, which he had prepared for it. And it mentions the people who came with him. Um, David uh, assembled the children of Aaron the Levites of uh, Merari, of Gershom, but most importantly of Kohath. Dropping down to verse 12, 1 Chronicles 15, 12. He said to them, You are the heads of the fathers of the house of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, you and your brethren, that you may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For because you did not do it the first time, the Lord God has broke out against us because we did not consult him about the proper order. So the priests and Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of, of the Levites bore the ark of God on their shoulders by its poles as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. Amen. I think we'll leave it right there. The rest of names and... And, and parts of the story we've already read. So first, the first chronicles gives us a little bit more insight as to what happened in Second Samuel 6. That's why we read it with it. But this is when, um, J. Vernon McGee puts it, doing the right thing in the wrong way. Doing the right thing in the wrong way. Because what David <laughs> intends to do is bring the Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant, into Jerusalem. He wants the uh, people of Israel, he wants the Ark to be the center of the people of Israel. He wants uh, Israel to recognize God as their king, as their God. And he wants to bring the presence of God into Jerusalem. So it had, it's the right thing to do, and it was within, uh, the will of God for that to happen. But the way that it was done was incorrect. The method that, that they took 
was not according to the will of God, wasn't according to the word of God. That's why when we read in First Chronicles chapter 15, when the ark had already been brought, Uzzah had been struck by the Lord for touching it, that it stayed at Obed-Edom's house, and David, during this period of time, whatever time had elapsed, three months is what it says, it stayed at his house. Those three months that had elapsed, David consults God with what was commanded of the Israelites by Moses. That's what we read in First Chronicles 15. And that was that the ark was to be carried on the shoulders of the Levites, specifically the Kohathites, and that he had a specific order for this to occur. David and all of Israel wanted to bring that ark in, but they had not consulted at least the word of God or consulted God into the way that that should happen. And God, you know, God's a God of order. And God had commanded them to do things in a specific way. The ark was supposed to be made in a specific way. It was a representation of Christ. You know, it was acacia wood overlaid with gold, representing Christ's uh, humanity in the wood and his deity in the gold. Everything that God did, you can read through the books of Moses and you can see how specific God was in the way that the whole um, tabernacle was to be erected. Certain materials, certain colors, uh, um, specific. And God had given that to his people, and his people had the right intentions, right? But uh, one of the things Brother Bob Feist would always say is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. He'd also say the the, the largest uh, church in America today is the Church of the Ignorant Brethren. He was known for those two statements, and nothing could be truer because we have some ignorant brethren right here. In uh, in Second Samuel chapter six, so again they were, they were looking David and all of Israel by David's leadership. They were looking to do the right thing, but they did it in such a wrong way. Now we now how does that how does that translate into to today's well, how did world? That even happen? How did it even happen? They didn't know what to do. To start with. How did that even happen? Yeah, how did David not know? That this is how things should have happened. Well, how long was the ark? When's the last time we'd heard of the ark? Yeah, back in Samuel. Back in back in First Samuel, right? First Samuel. Right. First Samuel. I think it's First Samuel six or First Samuel seven. It was just David. You know, he said to yes. the Levites. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones who should have known. Right. You're a Levite. It says in what you write right. in First Chronicles uh, fifteen. You're Levites. He's telling them what to do. Yeah. Sanctify yourself. In chapter six, it's a it's art. You know, this in the house of I have another question for you. Uh oh. Okay, so this is the ark. Yep. But where's the altar? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Why are they not together? Exactly. Mm-hmm. They be, yeah. You know, and, and, everything can be spread out. Yeah. But you think about that in the, in the, what he made the application for today. You see how much of the worship of God yeah. is without centered in, you know, the sacrifice of Christ. Mm hmm. You know, and uh, so in that sense, we 
conduct that also. But even in Solomon's time, Solomon, they were going to the altar in uh, Gibeon, Second Chronicles one three. So it's so it's it's amazing, you know. How could they how could they search the scriptures and yeah. find out how to carry the ark, but neglect, you know. I don't want to say greater issue, but I mean a great issue, which is the right. altar, you know, the brazen altar is separate from the ark. Mm-hmm. How do you approach the ark without mm-hmm. the brazen altar? Because right. when, um, uh, not, uh, not Nehemiah, but says, thank you. The first thing they did when they got back was build the altar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing they did. Mm-hmm. The first thing, because they realized that that's what you had to have first. Yeah. It's so different you sitting close. You know, I can see you. Yeah. It might be a little bit easier for Betty to see people instead of just empty seats. No, we do. So I'm looking at, at like, where's Samuel? Where's the, where's the, um, so Samuel, he didn't live, he lived somewhere remotely. He wasn't close to the altar or the ark. And he was the judge and the priest. It just seems strange. You know, he grew up in, Okay, he grew up in with Eli, oh, yeah. and Eli had the, uh, there yeah, was the altar, I mean the uh, the ark, right? Yeah, and, and the, uh, there, there, that's how they lost it, they took it to battle. Mm-hmm. So was, the, was, the, was there an altar there? I, I don't remember anything about an altar being there, just the ark. And it was the tabernacle, was it the tabernacle? Or was it just, you know, Eli? So what did they do to the altar? They didn't have a, after they brought in the ark, not like there was a place to get back Well, I mean, later on, I mean, I don't know since you know, Eli was there, but later on when they do get separated, you find Solomon in 2 Chronicles 1, and verse 3, Solomon and all the congregation with him went to the high place that was in Gibeon, for there was this tabernacle of the congregation of God. Which Moses, the servant of the Lord, made the wilderness. But the ark of God that David brought up from Jerusalem to the place which David had prepared for Because they lost the ark. But the tabernacle was a Gibeon. In 2 Chronicles? Yeah, 2 Chronicles 1 3. Uh, if you question about the uh, altars, there was an altar. So, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Samuel. And in 1 Samuel 7 and 17, and his return was the Ramah, for there was his house, and there he judged Israel, and yes. there he built an altar under the okay. okay. So he lived in Ramah. Yeah. And built an altar there. Yeah. But where is the actual brazen altar? That's a great question. After, you know, the wilderness journey and the campaign of Joshua. I wonder if it's assumed that Wherever the ark landed, you know, where the ark was, they would have a altar there. So, in in Joshua eighteen one, and the whole congregation of children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. So, you okay. know, in First Samuel one, where Eli is in in, in, in Shiloh, evidently the tabernacle. Have been set up there, and so evidently the, the altar and the tabernacle seem to go together. That was Joshua 18 1. 
But don't you see that really today? I mean, the yes. sacrifice of Christ is not the center place mm-hmm. of a lot of, you know, like the music you hear, the worship you hear, the preaching you hear. Sure. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of new cots too in in, in today's church, oh. right? Oh. Okay. So, verse 3, so they set the ark of God on a new cot and brought it out of the house of Abinadab. To the casual reader, then it makes sense, right? You throw the ark on a cart, makes yeah. it easier to take it to a it's place. Sharp. I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, we mentioned it, but back in Numbers chapter 4, and I think there's something in chapter 3 too, but Numbers chapter 4 tells, yeah. God tells the uh, sons of Kohath, the Kohathites, yeah. In verse 15, when Aaron and his sons have finished covering the sanctuary and all the furnishings of the sanctuary, when the camp is set to go, then the sons of Kohath shall come to carry them, but they should not touch any holy thing lest they die. Okay, that's not what I'm looking for. What is it? Where it tells the, son of the, the sons of Kohath that, um, they're the, 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 the carry it. Numbers 413. 415. 415. And when Aaron and his sons had made an end of covering the sanctuary and all the vessels of the sanctuary as the camp was set forward, after that the sons of Kohath shall come to bear it. Yeah, carry them there. Okay, there it is. I, I read it, but skipped over it. So the sons of Kohath were to carry it. You know, they had they had rings and they had poles. Yeah. The poles so went... Sort of the, uh, the altar. The altar, right, yeah. right. And that's how they were to carry it, on their shoulders. And... You know, when you go back to when the Philistines had the ark back in First Samuel, the they they put it on a new cart when yeah. they gave it back to uh, right. when they gave it back to the to the Jew, to the Israelites. Yeah. And so, really, this is an idea that comes from the Philistines. It comes from the world. And First um, Samuel six: If you send away the ark of God, uh of Israel, do not send it empty, but by all means return it to him with a trespass offering. Then you will be healed. Uh, where does it say? Oh, now therefore, verse 7, First uh, Samuel 6, First Samuel 6, 7. Now therefore make a new cart, take two milk cows, which have never been yoked, and hitch the cows to the cart, and yes. take their calves home away from them. Yeah. Then take the ark of the Lord and set it on the cart, and put the articles of gold which are returned in as a trespass offering. So I mean, we see this today in today's in today's church. All these new carts, all these new things, right? Yes. All these new things, all these new ways uh, of getting people, you know, in into the, the church building. Um, I was watching a video uh, last night or the night before. Um, what's that guy's name? How do you pronounce his name, brother Marty? Vody? Vody? Vody Bachman. Yeah. yeah, he's got a pretty skating. Uh, um, Video on a lot of these mega churches based on you know attendance and numbers and and some of the things that you hear from the pulpit. It's like somebody has to they have to bring the word of God in a new way, not fresh, but new, completely new. And yeah, not it's got. Let's not talk about sin anymore. Let's talk about something else because nobody responds to that to the negative side of things. Nobody responds to to the to Genesis. Nobody wants to hear about the fall. Of man, they want to know about you know the pro- how they're going to prosper, how they're going to be blessed, how, how they're going to, uh, how God's going to bless them with, in whatever material way. So let's focus on that. That'll get more people in, 
And we're just going to use that as the medium. And we're going to guise that as this is how we, we reach new people with the gospel. We put it in, we, if we present it in this way, if we put it on a new card, maybe it'd be more palatable, uh, to the unbeliever. But that's not how God has laid out his, his ways. And it's really sad to see, but it's so, it's, it's so prevalent. I mean, it's so prevalent. Even in, even in the valley here, we've got a lot of places that, that is, I mean, they run, the, the churches run like a business. It's, we need results, we need numbers, we need growth. If we don't have growth, you're fired and we're going to bring in the new CEO. It's pretty sad. You going to say something? Well, I, I just, you know, I, I was just noting that in that passage in Second Chronicles where you find that the, the Solomon that the uh, raising altar is separated from the earth, that when God speaks to Solomon, he doesn't make that correction. He doesn't say, and by the way, get my altar in the ark together. Right. It's kind of, it's kind of, I mean, it's, I, I never thought about it before. It's kind of striking that he doesn't, uh, give, uh, Solomon directions in that. You know, it's when he asks, you know, he's come to Solomon and asks what you will, I'll give it to you. And, and Solomon is, it, when, when that happens, he's a Gibeon and he's just offered, you know, thousands of, of animals on the grave wall. And the whole tabernacle is there. Right. Except for the centerpiece. The ark. Right. So the way they carried the the way they carried the ark was not according to the order that Yeah. Exactly. And in this world it shows the way that Christian churches are not according to the concept. Yeah. Which you know, again, it's 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 the right thing. It's a good thing to want to to want to to want to share the word of God, spread the gospel, and present God to the masses. But God has laid out His order for things, and sadly, it's you know there's there's too much appeasing the culture than it is you know pleasing the Lord. And consulting with God, because as soon as David realizes the errors of his ways, he makes correction, right? Because Azza, you know, he's a, he's he's got to help he's got to help God out, so he's got to hold the tabernacle up because it's it, the, the oxen are stumbling, and it's on a cart, it's being pulled by oxen, and something it's shaken. It looks like this this, this ox going to fall, so Azza is is trying to help out, so he touches it. And we just read in Numbers that no one's supposed to touch the holy things. The only people that have to carry it are the sons of Kohath, the Kohathites. So Isaac steps out of the will of God, and God judges him for it. And um, it's the next. But it's important with Uzzah, you know, he grew up around that ark. So familiarity and and you know he felt the responsibility. I mean it was like it was his. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean they, they've been entrusted with it as a family. Right, right, right. So, I mean so you, you can understand his action, but God made no provision for that. Right. You can also understand why David not that David got upset. It's like David's like you struck Uzzah 
I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was, I thought I was doing the right thing. I mean, you can, you can empathize with David for sure because I think we probably all would have had the same reaction to it. It's like, still, it's the new part. It's the new part, right. I mean, it's still the new part. Right. Even though he was sincere. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, did David not know what was the right way to do it? Correct. Right. They did not know. He did not know. He should have known. Yeah, yeah, should have known. Should he have known? What's supposed to be that he should have known? Well, how did he find out? Yeah, how did he know? Yeah. When? How did he know when? How to do it the right way when he does it the right way? How did he know? Where'd all this? Where'd all this come from? But if he did, I'm just trying to understand. If David did it, he did it the wrong way because he didn't know. Then how did he find out to know that there was another way? Yeah, right. yeah. You know, he looked in his Bible. That's all he had to do. Look in his Bible. Right. All consult. All consult the the those that should have known and yeah. did know. So the Levites. When you know the Israelites left um, Egypt, uh-huh. slavery. Uh-huh. You know, controlled by Pharaoh, uh-huh. Satan. They left and they traveled to uh, Mount, um, uh, what was the name of the mountain? Mount, uh, Mount of God or God, Sinai. Sinai. Yeah. So they traveled to Mount Sinai. They stayed there for an entire year. Moses got the law. They built the altar. They built the, they built the, they built the, uh, ark. They built the tabernacle. Everything was there. So for the rest of the time, you're supposed to have all this stuff together, instructions to carry it, instructions to use it. It was all there. Right there. The Bible. Right there. So David just didn't bother to look at the directions. Well, it's amazing that, you know, they don't have, they didn't have that in the forefront of their mind because, you know, uh, you know, not everybody, you know, people didn't have Bibles. And so all this is carried on by verbal tradition. Why didn't they have this? Like in the forefront of their mind that this is what happened at Mount Sinai, and it's you know God, this is God's law, this is what He's got. It's all together, like one unit. And goes everywhere they went through the desert, they carried all this stuff everywhere. So then it was obviously together, right? But how did that dissipate? How did it just like disappear? Because it was like he carried our Bible around and we don't read it. Exactly. 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 And have one in our house, we have one in the living room. Exactly. Kind of like, kind of like a good luck charm, like the ark was to the Israelites. Kind of like that. Yes. Thank you. God's presence. Shit. Nice. I hear this ad on KGBA where this, this one person says she has a, a radio in every room of her house tuned to KGBA really low so that you can't hear it, but it's still on and the angels can hear it. And the angels can come and rest in the house. I just, I just. This is, com- this is a, this is a commercial? I can't believe I'm here. And these are like godly. Can you believe it? And yet, people, this happens everywhere, all the time. Not just with the Bible, but you know, you get into the Catholic Church, and man, whoosh, open the door. 
with all the stuff that they had. You gotta wear this bracelet, you know, to keep the spirits away. Oh, I was just talking to someone, yeah, what he said. And, uh, they were telling me, I didn't say, Walking through the cemetery and uh, praying, and you know, and mentioned they know where my mom and dad's, you know, they're buried. And, uh, in other words, they walked through the cemetery and praying, and then the wife chipped in and said, "Well, uh, we're praying, you know, so they'll pray for us. We're praying for them, so they'll pray for us." It's kind of like a reciprocating kind of deal. Wow. Uh, so wow. I didn't say anything. I'm just listening. Like, wow. Where does this come from? Exactly. Where does this come from? Yeah. Well, ain't from God. Man. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. <laughs> when my brother and I used to look at the cemetery for whatever reason, my mom and dad said, don't step on the tombs. Okay? Sure. Walk around, but don't step on the tombs. Right. And my brother and I would look at each other and Oh, we're just going to step on the tombs. See what happens to we'll go step on all the tombs all right away, waiting for something you like to you know, something to happen. <laughs> I know, that's fine. Well, we don't know what we're not to step As long as you were stepping on them, not dancing on them, I think it's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, standing on them and jumping on them. So maybe the, the reason that God didn't have Solomon bring the altar was uh, God has him make another brazen altar. But the art remains the same. Yeah. There's no new art no. that's made. But every other item in tabernacle, or, or not tabernacle, but now temple, is, uh, original. It's done. It's yeah. Really done. Oh, we done, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could teach, you know, yes, labor. Nora and all that. Yes. Yeah. Well, there is a bronze, there's a bronze altar that Solomon has. This is a different one though, right? That mentions in Second Chronicles. The bronze altar that Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, made, he put before the tabernacle of the Lord. This is a different. Yeah, it's a, but it's a new one. Yeah. 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 A new construction. Yes. Right. right. The temple. So at the end of, towards the end of David's life, when he decides he needs to build God's house, mm-hmm. First Chronicles, David just found this in 21, verse 29. So the tabernacle of the Lord, and the altar, so the tabernacle and the altar, let's say the altar, I'm sorry, the, the ark, the tabernacle of the Lord and the altar of the burnt offering, which Moses had made in the wilderness, the originals, were at that time in the high place in Gibeon. Right. Yeah. So the, the ark, the tabernacle, David, David had already brought the ark. Yes. Because they had been separated when, when they took it out of the good right? With, with Eli, yes. Right. And evidently from Joshua 18, you know, the, the whole tabernacle, which was this tabernacle includes the altar, it was at Shiloh at that time. Now, when it, when it moved from Shiloh uh, to Gibeon. Well, this just says, this doesn't say the ark, it's the, or the tabernacle. Yeah, the tabernacle. From Shiloh to Yeah, Gibeon. Not, not the ark, but yes. the altar. Right, right. Is with the, the, with, yeah, with the Shiloh to Gibeon. That's why Solomon went to the tabernacle to, to offer, for his altar. Yes. But, but I mean, it makes sense that God didn't instruct him to bring the, put the, the, the altar back together, be, I mean, to bring the altar together with the ark because he's building a new one. His instructions are building a new one. Mm-hmm. Right. But the ark remains the same ark as all yes. of us. Right. With, 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 with,
So, so Maitland's Maitland's really into Lego lately. Really into Lego, and uh, he enjoys it, but he can get really frustrated at sometimes because it doesn't doesn't go together the right way. And I always tell him that if it's not going the right way, then you need to go back through the directions because the directions didn't weren't messed up. You've messed up on the directions somewhere. And that's what we got here with David. David's angry because he thinks something's messed up with the directions. But nothing was messed up with the directions is that the person didn't follow them. And so, um, it's, I mean, I've done it before. I get something new. I don't even, I throw the instructions, directions out and I try to fix it myself and it doesn't work. And then when I, when all else fails, I say, okay, where's those directions? Let me read those. That's what David did. He went back. He found mm-hmm. the directions. He read them. And went, oh, this is the way it's supposed to go. Right. What went wrong that you went back to the directions? In the Bible, David, what, what, what did he say? Oh, well, this is wrong when you brought it in the wrong way. How did he move it wrong? Aza, Aza died. He put his hand on it. He died, and it's like, whoa, that'll wake someone up real quick. Yeah. So that stopped the procession right there. Mm-hmm. It was a big break. Mm-hmm. I was telling my husband right now that I've read that story so many times that I never associated with it. I try to associate with going on Oh, yeah, there's application for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I never had associated with that. Mm-hmm. So now, 